When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James and I'm joined by... Me, Marcus Ellard. This is just a quick introduction to let you know that this is part two of the Drafter interviews, the pre-draft Drafter interviews. Part one, if you haven't heard it, should be there waiting for you. You stay in chronological order, that way maybe you're a rebel, you want to do things your own way. Mix and match. You do you. Here is part two. So we've had part one, Marcus. Let's get on with part two. We've had, I think, five of the drafters. Let's throw up another batch. You're looking at your notes there as if... To see how many actually was. How many was it? I think it's four. Oh, was it? Uh, Marco, Meds, Mutlow. Mutlow. Was it just four? Hey, yeah. Need to go and get some Pro Plus. Let's, Let's do this. Crikey, we better crack on. There you go, drafters. Part two coming right up, and we are going to start with Danny Barcelona, who is the. It was the first time that we met. See what I did there? That's the next line. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was such a beautiful horizon. Beautiful horizon, Barcelona. How could I forget? Oh no, that's the first. Oh, let like let's just go. Just make up some more lines, Marcus. <laughs> who on the day stepped up? And became the caretaker manager for Yare Jeg Bafume, the cerebral assassin, if you will, who couldn't be there for work-related reasons. He was out filming in a place that required his presence. He was absolutely gutted. Thankfully, we found him a man who... Had the plan. Had the plan. Knows his stuff. Turns out he works at Sky Sports. Unfair advantage. We'll see how well it did, Yare. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, first up for part two is Danny. Up, Hello, good sir. Oh, you also oh. have food for you. Oh, thank you. Well, you look at that. How are you, Danny? Good, how are you? So far, so good, man. Is this your first year? Yes. Doing this? Yes. Uh, what, what do you think of the format um, of, of the Legacy League? Pretty fun. It looks awesome. To be honest, I don't know too much about the legacy. So Danny is the uh, caretaker. I'm, I'm subbing in for Yare. Okay. I don't know if you can tell, Jose has no idea who Yare is. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot the of... The only person in the world who doesn't know Yare. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of moments where Jose blags knowing more about the subject than he actually does. That's one of them. Danny walks in the room. Ah, Danny. Hey, Welcome. And as soon as Luca, who is Danny's brother, flags it up, flags it up Jose goes, yep, yeah, I knew that. Good old, good old Yare. <laughs> and although he's given me a lot of information on the players he was, he's <laughs> yeah. given me little to no information on any of the format. <laughs> okay, so you have no idea. Literally, apart from the draft system, I know no idea about any legacy league or anything like that. But he mentioned it a lot. Probably should have asked. Yeah, you pr- probably. But does but that give you confidence or does that take away a little bit of... Oh, it makes me an unknown quantity. 
It, ah. ma- it makes me dangerous. A wild card. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm a complete wild card, despite the fact, again, I am only filtering through what Yare wants. So, All right. a controlled wild card. Okay, okay. So, you're confident with what Yare has said to you? You're confident that his team, with your you at the helm, could win it? Yes, the, the man knows what he's doing, and, uh, and he's made sure that he's told me that a lot in the <laughs> last 24 hours. So, I think... Teamwork makes the dream work, and we'll uh, we'll get what we need. What's going to be your your tactic then, or, or Yara's tactic? He wants robust. He said the word robust about fifteen times <laughs> in a sentence the other day. So he's just gone get robust players with how different the season's going to be this year. He just wants robust players who are not going to get injured and are consistently going to get in points. So that's what he's going for. And your uh, who would you your top three players be? You don't have to speak for Yara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I went for a top three on what's able to get. I would definitely go for Sadio Mane because I think he's fantastic. Andrew Robertson, and then I'd probably go for a Richarlison for a bit mm-hmm. of a dark horse if he's there. Maybe Kai Havertz, but it depends if Kai's still there because he could be snapped up pretty quick. If you had a secret pick, Ooh. one that you know that little card, ace card. That's a great shout. What would it be? I know Yara's secret pick. So, as I'm acting as a conduit for him, All right, go, go on, Harvey Barnes, yeah, right, Leicester City. He believes that he's a robust, which fits his bill, but will score a lot of points just because of the way he plays football. So I'd go for that as my secret pick. Okay, Is it, so that that's yours as well. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I I agreed with him. He, he's very compelling when he argues, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can agree completely. Yeah. With your later round picks, when the good players start to go, and you have the players that nobody wants. <laughs> Who would, who would you pick in the later rounds? This is also something Yara has put a lot of time into. And so we know where we're going later rounds. He knows what he's doing. Leeds United, Stuart yeah. Dallas, Ooh. is going to be a very, very... I don't know how many of the other guys know about him, but he's going to be a big, big pick, and I think he's going to score a lot of points. So so here, here's a question for you. Is is it you answering the questions, or do you have <laughs> Yare in an earpiece <laughs> telling you what to say? Yare, how do I answer this one? <laughs> <laughs> He's taught you well, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> He's taught you well. And uh, who would you want in the later rounds? You know what? I'm going to go really left field. And this isn't Yara. This is just me going, uh, going for it. Someone like Fernandinho, which sounds really odd, but this year he's down as a defender on the game. But with the way City have bought defenders this year in real life, he will probably play in midfield, which means he probably is going to rack up a few more assists, plus clean sheets that City are going to keep with their extra defence. I think we'll get a couple of points that people might not see. Who would you like to win? Us. <laughs> <laughs> Yari, was that right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we've got a, a very sound strategy and I'd like us to win. Though again, everyone seems like nice people, so I'm not going to say I don't want them to win, but I want Yari to win because I don't know what he'll do to me if we lose. He seems Plus, very passionate. In terms of the drafters, what has Yari told you what he think will win? Which oh, drafter do you think will win? He's given me... Like, we've had the draft conversations, and then we've had the mind game conversations. Mind game, between so, both of you. Oh, so he yeah. knows exactly who who he wants to sort of try and outwit, and who he thinks is going to be good, and who he thinks... He sees his biggest competitor as Dan Mantle. You see, that's who he sees as his biggest competitor. Okay. So that's who, apparently, I've got to try and freak out during the draft have you been I don't don't know who he is yet (laughs) you will by the end of today I need to find out who he is and has he given you the biggest rival out of everyone he's mentioned Mantle's name a few times Mantle's who else I think Bradley he just said because he's the commish you can never really write him off so those those two are the two names that he's uh, he's put to me over whatsapp slash earpiece (laughs) So um, for you, what um, interesting predictions do you think you'll make for the season? Ooh. I don't think Liverpool are going to do well this year, which is very mental because as Yara is a Liverpool fan. Sorry, boss. Um, but for those of you listening, he keeps touching his ear <laughs> yeah. to get approval from Yara. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be the closest title race in a while, which will make this draft season very, very interesting because I think there's going to be a lot of mental points happening. So yeah, I think we're in for a very, very fun season. And in terms of the supporters, why should they support you, and or both of you, and how would you like them to show their support? That's a great question. 
Well, we're the team that has gone for robustness. So that's how we want to see. We want to see robust support. Just consistent, rigid support. Banners, flyers, just get hashtag robust trending. Hashtag robust Yare. Quite a lot to unpack there, Marcus. I mean, where do we start? Mr. Sky Sports himself, Mr. Soccer M, yeah. was Yare's team caretaker manager, and he said he should draft Mane. Yare was picked nine, I was picked ten, I've got Mane. And Yare missed that Yare missed that one, so he missed the thing. Also, just putting out there, I love the amount of praise that Yare and Dan have got for Dallas. My man Dallas at the back. Could not shut up about Stuart Dallas, could they? Bloody love him! I like the fact that uh, there was one moment where Danny goes, oh yeah, the man knows what he's doing. Yara finished bottom last season. <laughs> the man could talk the talk. <laughs> and he walked the walk. But I'm not sure if Yari mentioned to Danny that was where he finished. Robust, which I love. I think once this airs, I think Robust is going to be his takeover maybe now so on the WhatsApp group. Yeah. But also, I love the fact that we'll return back to the second part of the conversation. The conversation that they had was specifically about mind games. So Yari is essentially <laughs> Mr. Miyagi to Danny's karate kid. He is the master and he's got a student and he loves that role. You can hear him already. Do you know the imagery that I came up with? Do you remember in, we're talking old school here, the very first Superman movie where wow. Superman goes into that crystal cave yeah. and Marlon Brando is chatting to him for like 12 months or whatever, or three years, whatever it is, and he's putting those crystals yeah. and just everyone's a new lesson. That for me was Danny walking into the crystal cave in the North Pole, wherever it is, and Yare's face just popping up every time he puts a crystal in. <laughs> teaching him everything he knows about the draft Danny was having to take on board all this information coming out I think that, that was, was why he was late he, and he probably slept very well on the night of the draft just because he would be mentally exhausted yeah the days of pre- preparation and the draft day itself well you'd have thought he'd have slept very well but I've got a feeling like Yari was probably ringing him up in the middle of the night with like some idea he just dreamt up and like Stuart Dallas Danny represented Yari quite well I would say in those interviews very well and probably made it a little bit more concise an interview than we would have had if it had been Yare. Slightly shorter. Slightly shorter is exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Okay, we shall now move on to a former champion. And his name is Neil Dutton. Oh. Hello, I good sir. I if I was going into the headmaster's office then. Well, it's, it's kind of like that. You that. will be asked loads of questions. Okay. Have some sanitizer yeah, there for you. Cheers, guys. How are you? Very you good. Feeling? Yeah, good. Excited. Yeah. Nervous? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. When you put it in a grander context of life, it's not that important. But in the build-up <laughs> build this week, you, uh, yeah, it becomes all You, you all can argue that it yeah, becomes it part of your life. For, for it does indeed, week. yeah. I mean, yeah especially for, for uh, a champ. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You got so, you got got to live up to it, haven't you? So you, you, yeah. well, there there is a lot of pressure. There yeah. is uh, at least this week. I might make it worse. Than it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you find mingling with the other managers okay? Does it set your nerves, or does it make you even more nervous? Um, I think uh, who mentioned it down there earlier. Someone said it's like the lead up to a GCSE exam. Where you turn up thinking you're prepared, and you're like, "Yeah, no, I've got this. Yeah, I've been through it." And then people start talking. You go, "Oh, I haven't looked at that," and then so, you start so, doubting. <laughs> You, everything you've been looking into in a week build up is that. that is that kind of like the um, SATs or is it is yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah I don't know if uh, people have noticed I'm not from around here from yeah, my access yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure I'm the same just page. pick that up just yeah, a bit yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah, in it yeah, you know yeah, there, yeah. sorry sorry about that guys sorry <laughs> so stereotypical uh, no right alright so let's get into the uh, nitty gritty of, okay. of this interview let's do it shall we first question for you mate yep. is how confident are you with the new legacy league format a little bit apprehensive about it. I think other people have got their head around it a little bit more than me. I've taken it into account in research and, and my approach to it today, but I think I'm more concentrated on just uh, not being last next season. So, yeah, All right. yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Like going for next season is priority, and if I can dabble a little bit in the legacy, then I will do. Yeah. Okay, so. and how confident are you with winning? Uh, I think I'm inherently a sceptical person, so uh, I'm never going to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to win it. I'm not uh, I'm not like a, a Yare, should we say. So, so, oh, okay, well, I like how he started yeah, a controversial yeah, no, but that's just, that's just who, you know, he, he'll be, he'll back himself to the, to the, to the, to the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, got wooden spoon last year, so, you know, see how that works out for people. But no, I, I'd like to be up there. I always aim for a podium, and uh, if we get a good draft... See how it goes. Fair so, enough. what's your tactic coming into this next season? 
Um, like I say, it's, it's the legacies on the back burner. I, I want to get a spine through my team. As other people go for sort of marquee players, I've always like a team that is full of people that play. As in, like, you know, I haven't got someone that's rotated, that sort of thing. They're always playing like that. People you can rely upon, a steady team. The worst thing that can happen is someone you've got nailed on and they go the pick before you because then I'll be uh, in a flat trying to, <laughs> you know, going up to the hot seat. So. <laughs> and have you got a secret pick that no one else knows? Every season, Dan said it downstairs earlier, everyone thinks they've got that player, right. but everyone's done their research. So <laughs> every, that player doesn't exist. Yeah, you feel, oh yeah, no, keep him quiet. With the draft, you kind of had to, with it in previous seasons, rather than the way it's being drafted today, you kind of keep someone like that and then you put yeah. them out when people you think people have kind of run out of funds. Yeah. Or, yeah. But there's, there's always someone else that's aware of them. And in terms of, of you know later round, what do you want in the later round? I think that's when I'm going to concentrate on the legacy. So some sort of younger players. A lot of Arsenal players have got a lot of, sort of youth team. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think if you, even if they're not going to stay at Arsenal, I think you know they'll be around for a long time. They've got some promising players. But then... Again, you know, they're not unknowns anymore. You know, Saka for Arsenal, brilliant young player, but he's on everyone's radar. What I'm intrigued by today is because you've got to be mindful of next season as well as the legacy, is when people are going to start going, what pick are people going to start going for those legacy players? Because at some point someone's going to go, Saka, and people, whoa, you know, there'll be a bit, it'll be that first youth player that maybe doesn't, isn't a point scorer this season or last season. So I'm intrigued to see that, definitely. And as a uh, ex-champion yourself, yeah. who would you like to win for this season? The draft? Who would I like to win or who do I think would win? Who would you think would win? I, 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 well, actually, I'll uh, answer both. I think, I think Jonathan Wolf. I think, I, I don't know, i just got a feeling that I think he'll be, he'll be up there. And I'd like him to win. Shouldn't have asked both questions because I think <laughs> you know, it's the same answer for both. But I think he's... Uh, always not not talks with the game he's always there or thereabouts in a way me and him had a little uh, battle for third last season which he got the better of me so uh, but I think he deserved it he always calls me uh, the the lucky drafter in the sense that you know I always get a good luck but was, so, so talking about that yeah. actually Nick has said that you have the victory was by chance and that you were lucky <laughs> right, if you okay. had that Aubameyang mix-up uh, last yeah, yeah. season um, yeah. otherwise you have finished in the bottom half is, is, is what the uh, rumors have said. Really? Well, what, what's your yeah. reaction to okay. that? Yeah, I, I'm surprised by that because I, I, my tactic last season was I want Aubameyang. That was it. I was coming in. I want Aubameyang. He's my number one pick, and then I work a team around him. And then there's this kind of conspiracy theory that I got my maths wrong, so I lost out, and then I was able to pick people up cheap. But my, I said to him earlier, my head was spinning when my maths was wrong, and I got Aubameyang taken away from me. And I think my next three picks, I, I. Didn't even remember them the next day. I woke up and I don't remember <laughs> signing them, yeah, because my, like I say, head was just all over the place. So there's definitely no master plan behind doing that. Who knows? I was happy with last season, but I just felt like I was battling it all last season. There was no easy run, and uh, I'd take. I wanted to get third, but took fourth, I think. So, which is not too dishappy with, but uh, yeah. All right. Like say, it, won't I mean, be, it won't be luck anymore. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been worse. Yeah, 100% could have been a lot worse. I drafted a decent team after having that hiccup, basically. And speaking of worse things, who do you think is going to get the wooden spoon? Nick, just because he was rookie last season, mm. and I've still got a bone to pick with him, he <laughs> thought it was going to be easy, and he's come in and won it on his first season, which is ridiculous. So whether he will, I don't know, but I'd love him to be down there getting the wooden spoon. That'd be great, because Pete done it. Pete won it, and then wooden spoon next season. So whether you kind of win, sit back, feet up, and think it's easy. Who do you think is your biggest rival? Yare. I like to finish it by Yare. That's my first benchmark. Finish by Yare, then I can give him grief. Well, you have a, a title to bring back. Yeah, to, to see, I'd love team. it. I'd, I'd love nothing more to be the first person to win it two times. Well, a bit of bragging rights. You know, in terms of making sure that your supporters yeah. uh, help you out to yeah. bring that trophy yeah, a yeah, second yeah. time, yeah. why should listeners support your team and, and how will you want that support to be shown? Support out there, which uh, I've seen people have, like, make cakes of them and stuff like that which I'm not quite sure if that helps people win the league but you know it's nice to know that you've got that support out there there's some definite characters I wonder if uh, the characters are supported more because they're more present mm-hmm. in a sense maybe treat myself as a little bit of an underdog possibly even though the previous champion but maybe a lot of people don't give me credit for the season that I've won so maybe I'll let go under the radar to win a second one. So. so in terms of how they want to show, you said you want 
people do. No, I've no idea whether that. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, uh, how do you want a picture of your face on the cakes? Is that <laughs> big cardboard cut? Big cardboard. Yeah, I mean, any support is appreciated. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to more of the characters will get more support so we'll see fair enough well best okay. of luck to you yeah thank you very much best guys. of luck man thank you very yeah, much cheers guys thank you very much that was a really interesting one Neil Dutton is always very he always strikes me as being very chilled apart from like he mentioned when he <laughs> lost his head last year with the Aubameyang thing yeah that time he struck me as a little bit nervous mm-hmm. but also like he really wants to prove something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he seemed determined and nervous, and maybe it was a focused thing. I like the fact that Jose had taken a comment that Nick had said and stung Dutz with that. Obviously, yeah. We almost, we almost got a, a I will love it moment. moment. Almost. We almost got an I will love it moment. We almost got it in the form of, make me a cake. <laughs> yeah, make a cake of my face. <laughs> What I think is also interesting about this is obviously there was the Nick thing, which is brilliant. He mentioned Wolf a lot. I feel like Wolf's been mentioned quite a few times. Yeah. And Wolf is quite, I was going to say active on the WhatsApp group. I don't think he is, but he's just like, he's to the point and people don't understand his sense of humour and stuff, so he pisses people off and that. It seems like people have got a lot of, as a drafter, people are watching Wolf. People, when they meet Wolf, some of us, I would say half of the draft, maybe more, know Wolf very well. Yeah. And we understand his humour, we understand when he's face-to-face, you get that snapshot of the joke he's trying to deliver. You do not get that on WhatsApp. No way! (laughs) Even when you know, you're like, well, this is not coming across how you think it's coming across. See if he's alright. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think what probably happens is... People like Dutz, who who only know Wolf through the draft... Yeah. He's known him for a while now. He's only met him once a year on draft day... And maybe at like the odd Christmas, Christmas do. That's all he's had. And the more he gets to know Wolf, the more he's like, oh, you're not the guy who's on yeah, yeah. WhatsApp. And then on top of that, last season, the pair of them had this neck and neck. neck and neck duel to squeeze onto the podium at the end there. It was back and forth, basically. And Wolf managed to turn the gas on towards the home straight. Yeah. He managed to pick up Fernandez and it gave him that edge and... I think it was maybe the last week of the season that he solidified that third place and so when you spend a whole season concentrating on that person or certainly the half season that Dutz did you're going to be focused on that drafter I think a little bit like Meds earlier Meds and I I finished 8th Meds finished ninth. who's in his head of who he's been battling with me Yeah. so I think that maybe plays into it I think it says a lot about someone who they say their rival is and for what reason well also as you point out Wolf is very vocal on the chat, so you're yeah. going to notice him more. You don't notice Mantle. Yeah, Mantle's quiet. He doesn't. He doesn't say yeah. much. Meds doesn't say a massive amount on the chat. No one's necessarily going to be picking them out for that reason. People pick Mantle out because he's usually top half of the table. They don't yeah. talk about his character or anything like and that. Dan Mantle. Wolf, they all talk about his character. Also, we all. Oh no, we're not talking about Wolf now. But also, there was the curse of Wolf, which Johnny was really annoyed about. <laughs> I would say of all the people who haven't won yet, and let's be clear, Jonathan Wolfe has not yet won the draft. Oh, he's not going to like that. It would mean the most to Wolfe to win. Mm. I think I've said this to you. When this all got going and I was persuading people to come and join in on this adventure, the draft, draft, essentially, and be like, hey, come round to my house, let's do this thing. Obviously, it started off and people were like unsure. They were like giving it a go just because, you know, some people were just probably just being nice. Yeah. Wolf didn't join in the first year. Wolf came in the second year once he'd heard about it. Okay. Once he'd heard about what everyone was doing. And I bet he was one of the first people you reached out to. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, yeah. he was. He was. He did have a legitimate excuse, I seem to remember, as yeah. to why he didn't turn up that first year. But as soon as he heard about it, as soon as he heard Phil talking about it, as soon as he heard you, me... Yeah talking about it he was like I want in and from that moment he's been focused on the draft his brother puts it this way he says thanks for giving Johnny a a purpose to live (laughs) (laughs) and what I keep saying is at the beginning there was a moment where I was like is this just me who's into this and enjoying this and then I started to see these little moments from people where I was like oh my god everyone else is into this as well Yeah, they're little unexpected moments that I don't see coming and then these guys will open up in some way and I'll be like I wasn't expecting that but what it's done has let me know that this actually means something 
And Wolf, he and I and Phil went to Cornwall in, in the summer. Yeah, yeah. And the way Wolf talked about the games that were happening that weekend, I was like, oh my God, this means everything to Wolf. And all he's fighting for is third place. Yeah. Imagine if he was fighting for the title. I'm looking forward to hearing Johnny's interview now. But I think also, as you've said, everyone's picking up on that. And yeah. when it means that much to someone, you've got two options. You can either fight against it or you can actually support it. And I think, despite Wolf coming across a certain way on WhatsApp, yeah. <laughs> which he does on all WhatsApps, yeah. don't worry, drafters. Every WhatsApp I've know, ever been in with Johnny Wolf. But even like even when he just texts me to say, do you want to come out for a barbecue? I think the, I think he's pissed off. Yeah. Some people, when you're on the phone with them, you're like, you're completely different to the person I know in real life. Yeah. It's also just like his jokes. Yeah. His jokes don't read in his voice. Yeah. Because his delivery is very unique as well. Yeah. He's a very funny guy, is Johnny. His jokes require Johnny's delivery. Yeah. And that's the only way you get away with them. Written down... They are absolutely terrible. <laughs> but when he delivers them, they're great. So I think Dutz, and Dutz and Johnny are probably opposite characters in that sense. Yeah, which, which I quite liked that as yeah. a kind of, as a rivalry. I like, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be following that one this year. They are a sort of yin and yang in that regard. Yeah. Like Dutz, as you said at the start, like very measured. Okay, seems a bit more nervous this year because it's new territory with yeah. what was a snake draft and what have you. But he and Wolf are, are polar opposites. And that's a very interesting battle mm. that fire and ice yeah. come up against each other. Fire and ice, is that a good... Uh... Um, it's more like maybe textures, some sort of texture. I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll have a little... Sand thing. and custard. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf is definitely the sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just before we move away from that, he also mentioned the floodgate element. of You know, we just talked about when a goalkeeper gets picked... Or when a young player gets picked, yeah. he literally mentioned. He said, pretty much said the same thing. As soon as one person gets that, and he's talking about that young like, Arsenal player, yeah. And he said, as soon as someone says it, that's it. Boom, boom, we'll see loads of legacy ones go. And I think that's quite astute as well. Yeah, he said something pretty sacrilegious at the beginning. He goes, in the grand scheme of life, not that important. Pretty sure there's a fine for saying that. I think it's <laughs> going to be a fine if there wasn't one already. Wash your mouth out with soap, Neil Dutton. That was a horrendous thing to say. I like the fact that also in that interview, Jose, the guy who sounds the least like he's from round here, says that to the guy who sounds the most like he's from round here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? All right, there goes Ray! As you may have noticed, I'm not from around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neil Dutton, champion in season six, hoping to make a return to the top of the table in season eight. That was him. We shall now move on to someone who may potentially we've just set up as his rival. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Bring it on, Jonathan Wolf. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> How are you doing, good sir? Good, thank you. Look at you with that pose. Thank you. He has, for those of you who are listening, he struck a very comfortable pose. Did I? A very confident pose. 
We're recording already. We're recording Straight already. How are you okay. feeling, man? Good. Excited. I see a little bit burn. My sunburn. Yeah. You told me not to put sun cream on. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you said losers. That's for losers. Ah, oh, that's right. I did say yeah. that. Well, how do you feel about that now? That's good. It'll turn into town. <laughs> <laughs> the first question being, how confident are you with the new Legacy League format? Yeah, quite confident. Yeah, I think Snake Draft suits me, I guess. It's, it's not going to be as fun. I like to kind of play around a little bit. I like have a bit of fun with that. But it's just going to be just quite straightforward. I don't do all these kind of spreadsheets and weird things like Pete and some of those boys. I just yeah. I just go with my heart. With your heart, man. I just go with my heart. And your mind. My heart and my head. Does that give you confidence to win? Yeah, I'm consistent. I'm always in top five. So okay. I need to just take that little extra step. And is that your tactic going through playing through the whole season, just going with your heart? I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm fairly. I, I, I do a bit of research. I, I, I don't know what kind of research people do, but yeah, I know who still plays for Villa and who still plays for Liverpool and all that stuff. So yeah. And if you had to pick three players, top players, which one would it be? Mo Salah, De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, that's a new one. We haven't heard that yet. Or have we? I mean, not since I've been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be my pick, I reckon. Uh, are you happy with always finishing in the uh, also rounds? Well, of course not. But, Why is that? Uh, but I've always, yeah, I've been consistent. I finished seventh once when I had Kevin De Bruyne injured all season. But I feel that my picking is good, my changes are good. So you just got to have that bit of luck as well. Then I win. Then that's the confidence that we were talking about. <laughs> have you got a secret pick that no one else knows about? That one no, player? Not, no, not with these boys here. I think I don't think there's going to be a, a player that you can suddenly sneak under the radar with these boys. I think everyone knows. Yeah. Not, not even like ideally? You wouldn't have one? Like Ideally, I'll probably pick this one. No, I mean, no. I just don't think you can get sneak players through that someone's going to go, oh, I never thought of him. Right, I think... Because most people are pretty knowledgeable. Who do you want in the uh, later rounds? God, I have no idea. That's a really difficult question. Depend. Uh, I might uh, very late rounds. I probably would go for some youngsters actually, because it's legacy. I guess probably sneak in a couple of youngsters. Okay. Like I don't know if they're going to still be available, but like Reese Nelson from Arsenal okay. uh, and Ketia maybe. Uh, there's a few youngsters that. Lamptey, the Brighton right back. There's a few youngsters who I might pick in one or two for next season or the season after. Okay. Yeah. And who would you like to win? Me. <laughs> I love the Me. smile that you had before you answered it. You were like, I know what, I know what I'm getting. Who so you were prepared like for that question? I guess. See, I'm very competitive, so I can't pick anyone that I feel like is competition. So I don't know. Even if even though he's won it, I'd probably say Yare because. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't begrudge ERA winning it again. Okay. Yeah. So that being who you like to win, who do you think will actually win this season? Like Mantle's always up there. I think Bradley's. The thing is with this new system is like I'm not good with numbers and trading, like with all picks numbers that worries me. Okay. I'd ideally like to only be able to trade with players. Mm-hmm. So I think probably put himself into a strong position with his said about three or four trades which I don't understand uh, so I, I, can, I guess he might be a front runner and I think he knows this system quite well because he's like half American or something is uh, he? yeah now let's head to the other side of the table who do you think is going to get the wooden spoon? Uh, Yare Yare two years running you think? Ooh. I mean he's not here yeah on draft day it'd be good if Yare did it so you think Yare, Phil or Pete that actually it will be, I think it might be Mets. Mets. And uh, out of the drafters, who's your biggest rival? My biggest rival? I guess it's like, well, I see that I mentioned both of them before, Mantle, because he's, I was just looking at numbers on the board, and I think in terms of recruiting points, I'm up there with the top, and it's like average points and fairly high at the top. Uh, Mantle, I see, yeah, Mantle. Me and Bradley have a bit of a rivalry as well, always, because um, you know I call them out and stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so and uh, what um, what interesting predictions are you going to make for this season regarding just life <laughs> regarding the draft? Yeah, 
maybe Andy O'Neill might be up there. He's he's really he's consistent as well. Okay. So he has a bit of luck. He'll do well as well. All right, let's talk, let's talk about a little bit about supporters. Why people should support your team, and how would you like them to show it apart from sending you some sunscreen? Well, I, I do like to have a strong female base, okay. fan base. All right. uh, they can support me by sending in pictures. My team name's Fairy Tale Erotica. I've written a Norwegian fairy tale. It does have a siren in it. He lures a man into the mountains, and then he becomes under spell. <laughs> so people want to dress up as Red Riding Hood and send me pictures, and they're above, yeah. 21 above, uh, and that's fine. That's, that's, that's the way to, how yeah. you want the support. Yeah. And they can be like fairytale erotica cheerleaders, right? Like Red Riding Hood cheerleaders squad. It's very with Cinderella. You dream, you dreamt about this, haven't you? <laughs> really, I'm just imaginative. You know, uh, I'm an actor, so you got to be. Yeah, there's no improvisation there. <laughs> <laughs> How has he written a Norwegian fairy tale? Um, right. So does it become an English fairy tale if an Englishman yeah, exactly, writes it? Because if, if you can't write a Norwegian one. Um, is that just a way of saying like a blue fairy like a... I've ri- yeah I've written a fairy tale where everyone gets naked <laughs> um, he's what's really interesting about that well and he, he mentioned something that Neil mentioned actually which was that there are no unknowns and he's not the first per- he said lots of people have said that the amount of kind of there's no secret players because everyone knows all the players because we're yeah. all well into it yeah and that's interesting for him to admit that well at the same time as him admitting that, he then turns around and says he's done a bit of research. research. I think he... He wouldn't even call it research. I just think he keeps really, really on top of it. Yeah. Because the kids he was mentioning, the young players he was mentioning, there was one I was like, who's that? Like, I, think John, <laughs> I think Johnny just has a knowledge of football as it's happening. He's not gone out of his way. He might not have done anything on like Leeds, West Brom or Fulham because all he's doing is looking at the league as it is and he's watching every week. He's well into it. He wants to win it. He's totally playing for this season. The draft that he mentioned, I think he said, like, in the later rounds, I might go for some younger players. He wants to win it now. I think he's also the only drafter. I could be wrong. I think he's the only drafter who lives with another guy. He lives with his brother. Yeah. So he talks, must talk a lot of football with his brother because his brother is into it. Yeah. And I think he's the only drafter, I'm pretty sure... He is, yeah, he is. He's the only, he's the only person who lives with a, another guy and has someone there constantly to talk football with. Right. So when he says Mo Salah got however many goals last season, he's not gone. Oh, I better research. I better remember how many. He he will know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Johnny's like that. Yeah, he would have prepared. Like, oh, he's maybe got a couple of yellow cards this season, or whatever. But I think he knew most of the stuff. Yeah. Full Stato vibes. He and Yare are very good on the WhatsApp. They have a lot of back and forth usually throughout the course of the season. Love their relationship. Yeah. Even just even mentioning these days, like, you could tell the affection he has for Yare. There is affection there. Real affection. There is affection there. It's like, who would you want to win? He's like, well, I wouldn't. It wasn't so much he wanted Yare to win, it was who he least begrudged winning. (laughs) (laughs) Spinning that negative into positive. Who would make him the least angry to win? I would have liked to have read a transcript of that before I actually listened to it because you would have read it and been like Christ Johnny calm down and if you're listening to this now in terms of what he's asked supporters to do to show their support for him I have a feeling you're not listening to the version that we heard (laughs) I think there's going to be an edited version I have a feeling you you are listening to a heavily edited version that's his sense of humour I think Acast would have something to say Acast probably (laughs) themselves probably done an edit that we haven't even heard also can I just say something about he genuinely believes he's very good at it which he is good at it No, but he genuinely believes he's a contender because his line was I came seventh and I had De Bruyne injured all season. <laughs> he was so bit. I think he. I think he genuinely. Be, and I think he could be right. If De Bruyne had been fit that season, he might have been in with a shout. Here's my school of thought on Johnny and his drafting. Johnny is very consistent. Yeah. Luck then takes him either, either side of that consistency barometer. Ooh. Now with De Bruyne and his consistency will land him at about fifth. Yeah. Maybe fourth. He's never scored below 1,600 points. He's never scored above 1,800 points. You can throw a cap 
over all of his scores. Yeah. And you'll cover them all because they're all the same. Quite like that as an image. And it's the same every season with Johnny. There are no risks. So he's never going to fall foul of big decisions because he doesn't make any. It's just consistently down the middle. Now, when he... Are you, are you, are you this is genuine. This is genuine. This is no yeah. mind games. This is genuine. And it won't sink into Johnny because that's why he keeps doing it. But every single season, it's the same thing. And he will never win until this changes. And I promise you that. I'm not saying that to be controversial. I'm yeah. saying it because it's the truth. So in a season <laughs> where you have De Bruyne getting injured, yeah. he doesn't finish fifth. He doesn't finish fourth. He finishes seventh. Yeah. In a season when he was very fortunate last season because the way the window transfers worked, he suddenly found himself with January transfer number one. There's been a change to the system because of it, because it happened purely by luck. There was no skill to it. There was no decision. It was just he had January pick number one fall in his lap at the same time as Bruno Fernandes came into the game. Bruno Fernandes is the number one pick overall this season. Is he? And Johnny got him in January. Yeah. Now you imagine that injection in the arm of any team in the league. Yeah. Last season, yeah. luck fell in his favour. Yeah. He finished third. Yeah. And because he can only go so far out of the restraints of his consistency. Now, if you want to finish in the top five every year, great. If you want to be Arsenal under Arsene Wenger, great. That's your thing. Yeah. You've got a business model. You want to keep turnover steady. You don't want to go into the red. They all got annoyed, didn't they, the Arsenal fans? Yeah, because what is the point of that existence? Yeah. What is the point of it? You're not achieving anything. You're not progressing. You're doing the same thing every year. And that is Johnny Wolf. The same thing every year. He is Mr. Consistent. But consistency is dull. And Johnny Wolf is not dull. And it's such a bizarre thing yeah. to see the, the juxtaposition he of He did two. say he's very competitive, so maybe he's just afraid of not... Massively afraid. Losing, of, no, afraid of losing. Yeah, so, I mean, massively afraid. So what does he, he need, doesn't take risks. So, if he, so what, what sort of risk would someone have to take to get them above fifth, third, or whatever? And when, what, would he have to, what would he have to do, in your opinion? Any time anyone's received a trade offer from Johnny, they've looked at it and pretty quickly gone... No, that favours me in no way whatsoever. Because Johnny is too afraid to give up anything that he feels he might benefit from in order to get something he will benefit from. Now, a trade is the idea that you don't know what the outcome of both sides are going to be. Yeah. Last season, you and I had no idea what Robertson was going to do, what Rashford was going to do. And we went, okay, let's give it a go. That was a risk. Yes. You had no idea uh, about Jesus and Aguero. That was a risk on both sides. Yeah, for me, it wasn't as much of a risk as everyone thought it was. I thought Jesus was going to start... Com- I didn't think it would pay but, off as well as it because Aguero got injured. But here's the point. Yeah. is You didn't know which way that was going to go. You felt good about it. Yeah. Andy didn't know which way his was going to go, but he felt good about yeah, things yeah. on his side. And both of you have taken the risk because it, something can happen there yeah. that just gives you that incremental shift yeah. towards the direction you want to go if it works if it doesn't work you drop further down yeah. if you do nothing you stay where you are and Johnny yeah. does nothing year after year that is any different from what he does the previous season the season before that and it never changes for him the furthest he gets is third he's done that twice then he finished his seventh me and Andy didn't know which way that was going to go Yeah. but the most vocal person about it yeah. who thought I was an absolute moron for doing it yeah. was Johnny. Of course, because he's so afraid of risk. And for him, he would never be involved in something like yeah. that because there's no guarantees to it. But he's he, got more points than Aguero last season. Yeah. And that's what sometimes could be the difference between arguably third and first. And Johnny does not deal in those uncertainties. And because of that, he will never go either way now you'll hear the passion in my voice I can and that I'm really when Johnny hears this it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the group maybe Johnny could be that person Andy was talking about you'll hear the passion in my voice and when you hear my interview you'll know why oh who's next next up is not me it is our that would have been a brilliant segue wouldn't it have just but let's save the best till last day oh classic (laughs) come on Get to the fucking next one. Next up is the champ. 
Nicholas Ooh, Morgan. I'm excited for Nick's one. Come in, good sir. All right, boys, all right? I'm How good. How are you? How are you? Good. Nervous? No, I'm knackered for most of the <laughs> All right, here we go. How are you? How are you feeling? Yeah, good. Good, actually. I've eaten well. had a couple of beers to loosen myself up. Right. So, this seems quite intense, actually. Oh, really? Is no, that good? Is it? No, you look welcoming. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel all right. Sanitizer? Yeah, I should, actually. You know, Nick, champions, yeah. video voted greatest of all time, the man to beat. Oh, thank you. What's stopping you from becoming the first back-to-back champion? Um, a couple of things there. Laziness, I think that could stop me. So, put a lot of effort in last year. If, for example, I have a moment where I'm going to give up or just not quite feeling it, I have a poor sort of draft night tonight, team doesn't quite gel quite well, am I going to keep my level of focus I had last time? So there's maybe that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm going to have a good night tonight, I feel confident, I think I'm going to walk away with a good team and I do genuinely think I'm going to be up there in the top three drafters by the time we come to the end of the season, whenever that is. All right, because yeah. Dutch has said that it was purely luck last year. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and we'll see your true ability this season. What's what's your reaction to that? Well, yeah, ironically, actually, they called him Lucky Lucky Dutty Dutty. Um, right. So I don't think it was luck at all. I think there was an element of, like, knowing who I was going to pick and being quite confident. But I will commit to the fact that in all draft teams, there's always luck. So I think there's probably 75% of knowledge and time and effort, but actually the 25% swings your way in, in luck as well. And you, you, you sound confident, yet, yeah, you're, you look like a confident man. Are you uh, confident for the new uh, Legacy League format? Okay, this one's interesting because I don't know what the other guys have said, but I'm not putting any effort into thinking long term. I'm thinking this season only because you're going to commit an amount on a certain player that you think is going to be okay and, and good in the future. Okay, that's fine, but why not think now? So I'm literally all about the short term, want to get the next trophy and the star, and I'm not going to let the Legacy League sort of concern me for the future. So I know there's going to be future players coming in from transfers, so I'm not going to let that worry me. So they're all thinking okay, I'm going to get that 21-year-old from Man United, Greenwood, because he's amazing, he's going to be one for the future. He will be, but there'll be other players that come in and I'll still be able to win off the back of that. So I'm not going to let that worry me. It's an interesting idea, but I think too much much noise. Focus on on what you know. All right, and and talking about what you know, I want want to know what what is your tactic for uh, this season? What, What are you planning on doing? Well, First tactic, but it's not going to be a problem. My first tactic of today was to not sit anywhere near Yare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I love Yare to bits. He's an amazing guy, but he's a noisy fucker. Am yeah. I allowed to swear on this? Well, you just yeah. did anyway. All right. so we'll he's, it if we he's a noisy it. guy, and I saw him last year, how he operated, and he put a lot of pressure on people, and that pressure made them make decisions maybe they didn't want to, so... Didn't want to sort of have that around me. I want some level of calm as I make decisions, rationally, not emotionally. So that's one tactic very much in the now. Tactics-wise for the future, don't necessarily have a true plan. I'm just going to stick to what I know, which is hopefully a good team. And actually, I'm hoping the other guys will recognise testament to last year that I was able to make quick decisions on who the right players were to bring in. I don't think my captaincy decision was as good as last year. I very much went on the strategy of Sterling, captain regardless, and that didn't do me too well because I had Danny Ames as well. Um, So I'm going to be a bit looser on my captain choice. I'm going to flow it into different players, how I see the games playing out, as opposed to always being one player. I'd pick Salah this season. I went Sterling last year. Like I say, he didn't perform as well as he had previously. Um, I think he underperformed, but still performed at 200 points, which is amazing. And in, in terms of more players to to think about, do you have a secret pick, one that you're having under your, your sleeve there? Do you know what? This year I haven't. Uh, last year I did have a few, 
Um, I don't have anything this year. I think everyone's quite aware. Um, I think in the drafts, from what I understand in terms of the guys, there's some that know football really well and there's some guys that sort of just turn up for the event and the being part of the draft. So I think half of them probably know the majority of players. Normally I try to pick some players who are um, coming up from the championship. So it could be a Leeds player, a West Brom player. Um, I haven't done my research as much as last time, so I'm not too in tune with that. I'm an actual Arsenal fan, so normally I hopefully know a few players from there. But again, their squad rotates. So a guy called Saka for Arsenal, he was getting a good amount of game time under Arteta. He looks like a really exciting prospect. So yeah, I'd say him potentially. And, and, and now I'm interested, I, I know that you're the champion yeah, and all that, but if you didn't pick yourself, who would you want to win this this year? I'd like someone who hasn't won it before to win. So probably two players I'm quite keen. First one would be Matthew Melalu, just because he got come so t- close. Yes, you know, was, last day, it was me and him. It could have gone either way. He was 100 points ahead of me, I think, at one point. I literally thought it was his to sort of take away, and then when lockdown happened, and then that would change. I'd be quite keen for Matt to take it away, just because, just you know, he put so much effort into the draft as well, and he hasn't won it. Uh, the other person I'd like to win is Jonathan Wolfe. I'd be really intrigued to see his reaction and how he would take it. And also, I think he's a pretty good drafter. He seems to like to trade, but... His trades are always quite interesting. Interesting but, as in, well, you know, it's like, agree with him? or Well, yeah, I think me and him was trying to make a trade happen, but he bottled it a couple of times, and maybe I bottled it as well. So I think he just needs to be a bit more committed in his decision-making, and I think that helped him. But overall, I think he, he, he seems to pick some pretty good players. He, he's got good, good footy knowledge, but apparently he's never won it, and he's been... Yari likes to refer to him as a big bottler, so um, that's why I'm quite keen as a dynamic to yeah, see, yeah. see how that would help him. And which draft did you think will win it? I generally do think I'm going to be up there, but who's going to win it? That's a confidence oh, we were yes. talking about right there. Yeah. Huh? That that's a confidence that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ooze confidence in this I've got, I think Bradley's going to have a good draft. Yeah, me, Bradley, and Wolf, I think he's going to be up there. Okay. Who will get the wooden spoon? Dutz. That's, that is controversial because he's a, one of my best mates I know from back home. Um, I predicted him to... Well, actually, I said last when we done this uh, last year, I said I quite like him to do the double if there's anyone to do it. But I think he might struggle this year. He's getting more into stats. He's not going more on his heart. I think he's going to try and have more technical data to inform his decision-making, and I think that's going to affect him. Um, badly, and I think he might get a wooden spoon. Juicy so, stuff. would you say he's your biggest rival? No, no, I don't think he's no. my biggest rival. He done really well last season. I think he finished fourth, but I don't think he's my biggest rival. I haven't got a rival. I don't. No? no, I think because I came in, came in last year. Um, everyone's been really kind to me, and caring, and embraced me like a warm hug. No, I don't think I don't think anyone's got got the sort of dagger in sort of trying to put me down in any way so I feel I feel okay I feel like it's a it's a safe space amongst the drafters now of course we're gonna this podcast is gonna go out and now they're all gonna come for me so <laughs> I think you know Yare has you know poked at me a couple of times but I have never risen to it would I you s- like to raise up to it this time no I, I see his game I like it uh, but I think I sometimes stir the pot a little bit but I'm because I'm sort of was season one I didn't want to sort of go too far with it but maybe maybe this season I might might okay. poke a little bit more All right. see what happens for our last question why for your listeners for your supporters why should they support you when what would you like for them to do to share their support you know now I'm not the rookie mm. I'm hopefully established in the draft they got a sense of who I am what I stand for you know I do put the time and effort in why would they want to support me well I think it's nice to be the first person to win two drafts on the bounce so hopefully that's something for them to get behind. I'm not going to be too cocky. I had this smear campaign against me to say I thought I'd come in my first season and win it. I'd never said that. I said I think I'd be up there. 
but you do have to have that level of confidence, don't you? Because why, if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to deliver. You have to you know, aim high, and you know I did, and it, it paid off. And look where it's got you. I got there, you know, and I'll be receiving a, a wad of cash um, in a bit. I'll probably go and get a kebab tonight with it. You know, treat myself. You have to find love in yourself. A kebab is a perfect. Place <laughs> yeah. A nice greasy donut, just to sort of finish the night off after a big barbecue and a few crying folks. I like your life model. Business, you know, straight to kebabs. Get 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 kebab in here. Well, 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 Nicholas. I haven't got a rival, Morgan. How dull. <laughs> dull. He's like Bournemouth. It's interesting how people take the word rival, isn't it? Like, for example, in my one, I was like, I looked at, okay, who's in around about the same sort of part of the table as me? Yeah. Dutz was like, I don't know whether he said it this year, but he, no, he was a wolf this year, again, because they were battling each other. Yeah. Nick's taking it from a kind of point of, who have I rattled? Whose toes have I stepped on? He's like a rival, like, ten paces at dawn kind of rival, as opposed to footballing route rival. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm going to answer the question for him, just so listeners have got something to go on, because... We've already got Mantle firmly on that fence. Maybe they're both fences together. Maybe, maybe we're both on it. Like maybe that, they're rivals. That fence is buckling Buckling. under the weight <laughs> of Mantle and now Nick. Nick, next time we ask you these questions, give us a decent answer. I'm going to answer on your behalf. Your rival is, of course, Neil Dutton. 100%. He said he thinks Neil's going to be in the... He thinks he's going to be the wooden they spoon. They both said each other were, were going to be the wooden spoon. Oh, this, this, is, this, is going, this needs to be like a feature this year to see... Like a Dutton Nick off. But Nick has tried to essentially play the placating card. Just try and get everybody, like the attention away from him. He's the champion. The target was going to be on his back. And so what he's tried to do is get everyone to be like, oh, Nick's nice. Nick's being polite about everything. How dull do you want to oh! be? But did you, was it you that started the smear campaign last year that said he, that said he said he was going to win the draft first? No, that was that was what he said to Dutz and Pete. Oh, was it? Okay, okay. Drunkenly on a stag do, I believe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And now look at him just trying to placate everybody so he can go under the radar and do it back to back. That's his tactic. That's his technique. He doesn't want to get involved in any of the head games. If Yare gets onto Nick. That's why, if he, didn't want to sit next, that's why he didn't want to sit next to Yara. Exactly. If either of those two get hold of him, he's in trouble. Yeah. He's in trouble because you can tell how afraid he is of all that stuff. He is like, no, everyone's lovely, everyone's being nice. Do not be fooled. That is a wolf in sheep's clothing if ever I saw Look, one. Just looking at my notes here, first one I wrote down, Nick is confident. Yeah. Nick said it's 75% skill, 25% luck. Mm. He's like, no, I know no long term he wants to win now. He is like, he's, he's captain choice. He's going to actually play the captains this year. Oh, no, Nick- interesting statistic there. There were only two people last season who were worse than him at picking captains. Compared to, I think Wolf, ironically, he talks about Wolf as well. Mm. But like, Wolf in sheep's clothing, interesting. And I think he's, yeah, he was very calm, very measured. But if you listen, not to how he said it, but if you listen to the contents of what he said, that's fighting talk. Yeah. Nick's been very clever there. He's that trying to... fighting talk. He's trying to go completely under the radar. He's been very smart. He knows oh, he I cannot some, get involved I love in some that. Cronenbergs and have a kebab. I'm, you know, I'm chilled. I'm, I'm a nice a, guy. I'm, I'm a funny good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm all He's here to win. All round entertainers. He's here know. to win. And as I just say entertainers, or however that just came out of my mouth, the Jose effect has taken full hold of Luca in the way that he says supporters. 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 I look forward to hearing these. Keep an ear out for Luca, and he's clearly looking up to Jose by this stage. Nick. Competitive. Competitive and trying to cover it up. His rival is Neil Dutton. The former, the previous champion was Neil Dutton. They've known each other the yes. longest. And something is going to happen this season as well, listeners, which you'll be introduced to later on. There'll be a couple game weeks we need to get under our belt first before you're introduced to a new component to the draft. But that will also create rivalries. Now, what I want you to think about, Marcus, is within those scenarios that could pop up, which would mean the most for Nick in terms of who he was facing? Which person could he face which would create the highest stakes. Dutz. Dutz. His rival is Dutz. And he's so afraid of anything confrontational, 
in that regard. He's a Libra, by the way. All right, Mystic Meg. What's yep. that mean? Libras are not keen on the old confrontation scale. Ah. They, if anything, like to charm their way. Are they the scales? Are they the scales? They are the scales. Ah, okay, a bit of balance. He likes everything in order. Exactly. Do not be fooled, listeners. Nick is an assassin. So there we have it. That is the end of part two. We are getting through these interviews. For the third part, listen out. That will be coming soon. As they say, it's a game of three halves. (laughs) Thirds. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.